You are listening to The Partner Podcast, relevant information to enhance the careers and improve the lives of partner-level attorneys. Produced by The Attorney Search Group, we grow law firms and accelerate attorney careers. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. Liat Rothschild has over 15 years of experience at the intersection of business, sustainability, and brand purpose. In 2016, she founded Packed with Purpose, a corporate gifting company that embeds social impact into the everyday act of gift giving, from empowering underserved women with job skills to supporting sustainability efforts. Packed with Purpose gifts enable companies from Fortune 500 to nonprofits to create societal impact while positively influencing their business across employees, clients, and other key stakeholders. Prior to founding Pack with Purpose, Liat was Vice President of Advisory Services at Mission Measurement. In this role, she advised Fortune 500 Chief Sustainability Officers and Executives on maximizing the impact and financial returns of their social responsibility initiatives. I've got with me on the show today, Liat Rothschild, and today we're talking about how law firms are leveraging purpose as a business differentiator. Liat, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. So you've got a very interesting background. Tell us about your uh, short career history. When you started in the working world, what did you do and how did you wind up to what you're doing today with your company? Sure. Well, I'd like to say that my career has been a, a journey um, where I've basically flip-flopped between social impact and business. So a few points along that journey, I was a Peace Corps volunteer years ago in Paraguay where I helped subsistence farmers create income-generating opportunities. I then worked in the market research or business intelligence area. I worked at a digital agency helping companies create strategies to target their customers. And most recently, I was actually advising chief sustainability officers and marketing executives on how they should invest their quote-unquote, corporate social responsibility dollars into programs and activities that not only benefited the company, but also could create a deep societal impact. So you're able to get all that going forward together. Correct. And so all of that has really brought me to my business, which I founded in 2016, called Packed with Purpose. We're a corporate gifting company with a social mission. So we help companies and individuals give better gifts, gifts that create an impact and truly create a unique experience because they do good. That's great, Liat. So you've had an interesting perspective along the way also about seeing how organizations put purpose into business and things like that. Is that correct? That's accurate. It's been interesting for me in my career to see how corporate social responsibility or doing good might have been viewed as a an external department or a department among many others at a company. And now we're really seeing that that's becoming integral to the identity of a firm or a business and to the way in which that company or firm recruits individuals and continues to celebrate their employees as well as honors and thanks their clients. So, so let me get a couple of working definitions in place. When you talk about purpose, what does that mean? And when you talk about embedding purpose into their business, how would you define that also? Yeah, great questions. 
So when we think of, you know, the word purpose, this really can be something as broad as a company's core values or their mission. It could also be something that is very discreet, where there might be a firm that is, you know, narrowly focused on a particular nonprofit or is narrowly focused on a particular cause. And that's near and dear to their heart and to the activities that their employees engage in. So purpose really for us, it can be very broad, but it can also be very narrow depending on the company at hand and the types of activities and programs that they might put in place. And in terms of embedding that purpose into the business, again, this is where sometimes we see embedding purpose might look like a company's, you know, all firm employee volunteer day. So that's something really finite and it might be one day out of the year. For other companies, it is part and parcel of who they are and how they recruit their new colleagues and how they celebrate their new colleagues and even might be tied to bonuses or to some kind of pay structure. So let me let me kind of challenge that. Let's just say there's a partner listening to this that says, I don't have time for that mumbo jumbo purpose stuff. I'm billing hours. I'm billing time. I'm getting clients. I'm too busy for this. How would you respond? What would be some observations that you have seen that cause you to really believe in what you're talking about? How would you share it to that to that person? Sure. And I think that's a very fair challenge. So I'll take that with two different examples. One is in terms of recruiting talent. So especially now, we're in a very tight job market. You know, young and even not so young talent, that is good is, you know, there's so many opportunities for them to get poached and to go to other firms. And so companies are becoming that much smarter in terms of thinking about the different ways in which they can recognize and celebrate and even recruit their talent. And it's not just with the monetary compensation, especially if we think of, you know, younger classes that are joining law firms and, you know, other businesses, other companies, they're looking for more than just the dollars that are being sent in their paychecks. And they're looking for purpose or meaning behind the company that they start to attach their brand name to. So that's on the employee side. And on the client side, you know, I think some could argue that the legal profession, you know, it's a commodity. Legal services, it's almost a dime a dozen. Of course, there are different companies that focus on different industries, but it truly is a competitive landscape. And one of the ways in which companies can begin to differentiate themselves and law firms can differentiate their brand name compared to all of the other ones in their particular you know, sector focus or in their region is by the way in which they engage with their clients. And sometimes that has to do with showing that your company has heart. And by that, I mean, there is purpose that is connected to your firm. And that's one of the reasons why your clientele chooses to do business with you and chooses to seek your legal counsel as opposed to another competitor. And that might come through the way in which you engage with your community and give back to the community. Because if that resonates with your clients, then it's likely that they're going to continue to work with you. They might serve as a great referral source. They might just talk about you, which naturally is going to help your brand, whether it's through acquiring new clients, you know, drawing new talent to the firm or anything in between there. So let me talk about the recruiting aspect of it, because you mentioned that a few times. I want to go down that path a little bit. I know that every good law firm has to have good partners because those partners bring clients and clients pay the fees. 
And the partners will stay at firms when they know that they're being supported through good, high-quality associates who are usually younger people. Do you think that generational differences, the millennials, what they're motivated by, do you think there's a clear concept with, they? yes, they will choose between all things being equal, they will go to the firm that has a greater context of, and a more clear context of social responsibility. Do you think that's an accurate assessment? Absolutely. And I think that, you know, anyone who is in a hiring position or even a managerial position, it is very clear that a paycheck doesn't cut it anymore. So what might have been true for the boomer generation where you have a steady job and you get paid is really all you expect from your employer. That is no longer the case. And we are seeing this in the rise of different volunteer and civic organizations within a company that is really fueled by the employee base. You know, there's no shortage of statistics that shows how important corporate social responsibility and the mission behind companies is for millennials and Gen Z in terms of continuing to work with those companies as opposed to jumping around to new opportunities because there is, you know, something that draws them to another firm. So I think for partners at organizations, at partners at law firms need to be thinking about how are they going to recruit and retain their talent? And it's not going to be just based on the quality of the client cases that they are working on. It's also going to be on the glue within that firm and what keeps their employees not just happy at work, but engaged and feeling like they're part of something bigger. You know, I think you hit on something that's significant. And let's just say that an associate is looking at two different firms, all things being equal. The money is the same. The work is the same. It's just a different jersey, the same game, the same rules. When people make career decisions, they make emotional decisions. They may like to think that they're making intellectual decisions, but at the end of the day, they're making a decision based on emotion. This is something I've told every partner that I've advised as they go from firm A to firm B. I said, at the end of the day, this will be an emotional decision. It's okay. You're a human being and you have emotions. You want to get to the point that you allow yourself to enjoy it, that you know that it's not a risky nor a bad decision just because you're excited to go there. You want to make sure that the firm has the infrastructure that you need. And so I think kind of using that line of reasoning that it is an emotional decision, we're actually adding one more arrow to the quiver as to why someone would choose firm A over firm B, all things being equal. It's the emotional context of being on the team that is rolling up the sleeves a little bit, not doing a lot, but a little bit. Everybody does a little. Everybody does a little and many hands make light work and committing themselves to some sort of selfless vision that they have. It's not about self-serving because self-serving doesn't inspire people. Selflessness inspires people. So those are, uh, I'm kind of getting motivational here. Sorry about that, Leah. I love it. And I I totally agree with that statement. So what have you seen? So tell us about your company. I'm kind of curious. I want to get more into the nitty gritty of what you do and how that ties into packing purpose and law firms. So talk a little bit about uh, what Pack with Purpose does. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, we're a corporate gifting company that creates deep societal impact through the everyday act of gift giving. So if we think about this from a law firm's perspective, we'll start with, you know, the employee track. So we've worked with law firms and companies who are looking to recruit top talent. And they're really looking for a way to express to their, you know, their prospective employees 
who they are as a firm and why they should join them as a company as opposed to any other you know, potential competitor. And what I believe happened years ago, maybe a partner called you and congratulated you and sent you, you know, provided you with a voicemail. Maybe you received an email. Perhaps on your first day, you got some branded swag welcoming you, you know, with a branded water bottle or journal. And what we're seeing is companies now who are really thinking about how they can express who they are to their top talent as they're recruiting them is bringing that message through. And they're doing that with branded gifts or just with gifts that are doing good. So for example, we've worked with companies that as opposed to providing a branded water bottle and branded notebook and saying, welcome to the firm on day one, they are providing them with a gift. That might also include a branded notebook and a branded journal, but it also includes cookies that are created by adults with disabilities or another snack that is created by women who are survivors of abuse and are part of a job training program. And there's a message from the senior leadership that connects why they're excited for that individual to join the firm and how that firm is committed to improving the community across lots of different layers of individuals. And it's a totally different experience if you think about this from the perspective of the recruit or the individual on their first day of work. It gives you such a different feeling to get a gift where the message is around, you've joined a company that cares and here's just a taste of how we contribute to our community near and far compared to getting a branded, you know, Tumblr and saying, welcome on, on your first day. That's great. So, yeah, and- so tell me then, how about people that are going through career transition? Uh, people that are leaders in firms and they're going from one firm to another, what advice would you give to people when they're at that phase of their life? Yeah, well, I would say, you know, at the partner level, it's all about relationships, right? So you are bringing those relationships to the table. And part of it is how are you going to be able to use who you are and the 360 perspective of what motivates you and what really invigorates you day in and day out? It's going to have an impact both on your employees and the way in which you interact with your associates or other members of your team, and also with the way in which you engage with your client base both you know, potential prospects as well as clients that you've had for years. And part of that means, you know, you as an individual, there might be causes or, you know, a purpose that might be part of your North Star. And really showcasing that is an opportunity for you to be your own differentiated brand. And quite frankly, knowing what motivates you know, employees this day and age, it's not just that paycheck or maybe a contribution to their 401k. It is so much more holistic. So if you as a partner can showcase that, I believe that you are a differentiated asset to that particular law firm. You're going to have other team members and other associates that are going to want to work with you. Your current client base is going to be motivated to continue to work with you. You'll have a great opportunity to find new prospects or even referrals through some of the charitable work that you genuinely are interested in. Of course, you know the word genuine or authenticity is very important because I'm not saying you should find a pet cause and, you know, attend an event with the hopes of finding some prospects. It's really thinking about what's important to you in your life and bringing that to the table in a way that really rings true, because then people are going to gravitate towards you because of that. And it'll be a way for you to be different and unique compared to any other partner who might have a similar skill set to you. 
So Leanne, what's something that is surprising that you've discovered or found or realized or observed along the way, really in studying and paying attention to these concepts? I think one of the things that's surprising to me, I'd say there, there might be two things that are surprising. One is the evolution, you know, if, if we can get a little theoretical for a moment, you know, years ago, there was this term corporate social responsibility. And then people started using the term cause marketing. And cause marketing ended up having somewhat of a negative association where it felt like a law firm might partner with a nonprofit, give a certain percentage of sales to that nonprofit, and that was the extent of the partnership or relationship. And now, you know, the buzzword of today's day and age is all about purpose and having core values and integrating that into your mission. And so one of the things that's surprising to me is just seeing how this evolution just continues to get closer and closer to embedding doing good into the very fabric of an organization right? Whether it's a law firm or it is a financial services company, it's basically having your values and your DNA be squarely connected with your ability to be a good corporate citizen. You know, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I had another thought. What's interesting that I've seen that the law firm leaders that can articulate their firm's values and their own personal values as leaders, they seem to be the ones that are most attractive to people who are in transition. Is that something that you'd agree with? Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that's a fair observation for sure. Yeah. The other thing that has been interesting for me as we've grown our business and worked with more firms and companies is seeing the ways in which companies are becoming more creative in bringing their purpose to the forefront, right? So I think generally when we think of, you know, how clients might want to engage with their employees or clients or prospects, you know, especially if you think about it in terms of a gift, usually you might send a gift during the holidays. And what we're seeing is now companies are thinking of interesting and strategic ways to showcase who they are as a firm and their values in myriad ways beyond just publishing a report on their website and beyond just sending a gift that might have some element of social impact. It's also by, you know, embedding this into the values of the firm and recruiting new individuals to join the firm whose core values are aligned and even incentivizing those values and that mission by tying compensation to the demonstration of those values. So it's just fascinating to see how this is, you know, really evolved over the years. That's great. So what are some examples that you've seen with firms in terms of giving a gift and how would we segment them? Would there be client-focused gifts? Would there be prospective employee gifts? Would there be internal congratulatory gifts? How would you segment those different areas? Yep. Great question. So, you know, when we think of the gifting world, we can start very broad and say there's the gifts that go to employees and then the gifts that go to clients. So if we're thinking of employee gifts, the first touch point might be gifts that you want to send as you are recruiting new talent. So maybe there's a new class that you want to bring in and you want to congratulate them on either, you know, a summer internship or once they've completed that internship, you want to send them a gift, sometimes also to their parents, which is interesting just to think of who are the influential protagonists in someone's life that might influence a young associate to join your firm or not. So giving gifts to those recruits in order to really have them consider and accept the job offer. 
Then, you know, once someone has joined the firm, providing them gifts through onboarding and then thinking about thanking and appreciating employees and really recognizing their hard work through milestone gifts. So, you know, every year providing them a gift to say, thank you for your contribution. And then well, if we great. think like about the milestone, the milestone, right. gift, that's what you call it. Correct. A milestone gift. And then, you know, on the other end, when we think about clients, there might be gifts to thank current clients for their business. You know, oftentimes companies are sending these in the fourth quarter during the holiday season. My pro tip for the podcast is this is actually not the best time to send gifts because it's when most of your clients are likely bombarded with gifts from all of the other accounting firms or maybe law firms or other vendors that they work with. So really the best time to send a gift is when your gift is going to stand out. But you can think of, you know, holiday or end of year gifts, also Mm -hmm. gifts to thank clients for referrals, and then even prospecting gifts. So, you know, in certain industries and for certain firms, it might be very customary to send a handwritten letter you know, probably most ubiquitous is following up with a phone call or an email. But what mm-hmm. we've seen is that sending a gift is a wonderful way for you to really create a memorable experience. And hopefully it can, you know, increase the conversion rate, so to speak, of a prospect to actually become your client. So who within the firm usually is a person that you're working with? Are you working with uh, administrative staff? HR partners, who are the people that you're dealing with when firms send out these different types of gifts? Yep. So the the person that we work with within the firm really depends on the occasion. And the one other group I forgot to mention was events. So providing gifts, you know, if a law firm is putting on an event, they oftentimes are looking to provide gifts both to the speakers and also as a thank you to the attendees. So for The events-related gifts, that's oftentimes marketing. For the client side, that is sometimes marketing and sometimes it's just the individual partners. And so what we've seen is at some law firms, it's a really centralized decision where someone within the marketing function will help put together a list of one or two gifting vendors that are approved. And then partners can provide a list of all the clients to whom they would like to send gifts. In other instances, it's much more decentralized where every partner decides what is the gift of choice or how do they want to thank their clients. And then on the employee front, that would be someone in HR. So generally, HR marketing are the functions that are thinking about how do I use gifts to to thank either employees or our clients or event uh, participants. Liat, you've got some great ideas. And why don't you tell us your website address so people can reach out to you. We'll put that on the show notes, though. But give us some ways that people can reach reach out to you if they want to talk to you more about this. Excellent. Well, our URL is packedwithpurpose.gifts. So that's packedwithpurpose.gifts. On our website, individuals can explore a range of our corporate and personal gifts. And you can really get a taste for how our gifts create a unique experience through the stories that we tell of our purveyors and how they are touching individuals' lives and you know the environment or the community around us in order to create an impact. That's great. Well, it sounds like you definitely know what you're talking about, that you can add value, not just beyond the gift, but in terms of the message and the impact of that message. So I think that's definitely impacting to people that, that work with you. And I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. 
I hope that you get some calls from this, that people reach out to you because you definitely have a lot of insight that you can share with them and how to make that impacting and achieve value in multiple ways. So thank you so much for being with us today, Leanne. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. And if you have ideas or recommendations for this podcast, please email me at scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. For more information about the Attorney Search Group and the services I offer as a sports agent for partners who want to find a better platform, visit me on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.